Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 317 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Beth and Grace, a mother-daughter team of intermittent fasters. Beth, the mom, lives in Mississippi, and Grace, the daughter, lives in Texas. Beth is a retired French teacher. She also a church pianist and teaches yoga, and Grace is in tech sales. So welcome, Beth and Grace. Did I get all that right? Yes, you did. Oh, good. I thought I did. I didn't write down the piano and the yoga part, but I've remembered it. (laughs) I was like, I'm just going to say it. You got it. Good. Well, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? And whoever started first, I want you to take it first. Okay. I think that's me. Okay, Grace, tell us about that. 
Hello, everybody. So I used to live in Paris, and that's where I learned about it. In 2018, I had a girlfriend who was doing it, and it was sort of a part of her just regular diet and lifestyle. And she said, you know, you really should try it. You're probably already doing it. And it's true that I just implemented a few extra steps of making sure that there was a real window. And then I didn't really have to change too much about my life. That's awesome. So it was just a matter of like making sure you were fasting clean in the parts of the day when you weren't fasting. So you just got married in Paris, didn't you? Not that long ago. Yes, I did in October of 2022. I know that because your mom shared about it in the community. Did you know that she told us about your beautiful wedding? We saw pictures of it. Yes, she asked me if she could. Good. Thank you, Beth. That was nice. I didn't know if I was giving away the secret here with Grace. No, but. <laughs> she's trained me always to ask permission before posting anything. I've learned. <laughs> well, that's really smart. But Grace, your wedding was absolutely beautiful. And so anybody that was in the community in October was like, oh, just looked like the most romantic wedding ever. So your friend was an intermittent faster and said, you should probably do this. You would like it. Exactly. And I, like I said, I didn't have to change too much about my eating habits. It was just more about educating myself a little bit on, on the science and the keeping a, a clean fast. You know, I used to love milk in my coffee and now I don't get to enjoy that until later in the day, which is fine. Right. You say that you delay it and have it in your eating window. Exactly. Absolutely. So when your friend told you about it, did she start it to lose weight or was she doing it for health benefits? Do you know? You know, she didn't do it to lose weight. It was just something that she and her group of girlfriends had adopted. And it, it was just, I think it's something to do with this Parisian lifestyle of maybe having, I don't know if I can say this, but like a cigarette in the morning, <laughs> curb, your ap- curb your appetite. You can say it. That doesn't mean we're endorsing it. We are not endorsing it. We are not endorsing it. And so she was like, you're pretty much already doing it. Why don't you just look more into it and and let me know what you think? And so I did. And it, it just really was super, it just sort of changed the way that I see food and my relationship with food. I love that. So tell me more about that. How did, how did it change the way you see food? It made me think more about like what I'm putting into my body because I'm able to delay Delay, don't deny. Exactly. Delay, don't deny. And so I was able to, within a certain window, eat pretty much whatever I wanted, keep the same like physical daily activities that I was doing. And and it just allowed me to just become more in tune with what I was putting in my body. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of us find that way to be true as well, because if you're having your eating all in an eating window, you're going to be a lot more choosy about what you're picking instead of just like any old thing, just because it's time to have something. You're like, no, it better be window worthy, right? Totally. So you've been doing this since 2018? Well, you would think so with my story, but (laughs) I actually fell off from it. A lot of things in my life changed whenever the COVID-19 came into play, the pandemic, exactly. And I was living in in Paris and there was, I went from working outside of my home to only working in my home and actually not for several months in 2020, not even being able to really leave my apartment in Paris just because of the lockdowns. And so I started to get an unhealthy relationship with food again. And not necessarily again, but it just sort of happened where there wasn't much else to do. (laughs) And I would wake up in the morning and be like, why, you know, there's no reason that I shouldn't have a big old breakfast right now because I'm, you know, it just, the way things happened. And then so most of 2020, 
I wasn't fasting. And then I moved back to the United States and decided that I was going to take more control because I got into more of a rhythm with work and, and leaving my home. And I just realized, and I was preparing for my wedding. So I was like, you know what, let's take more control. And I think that that more than anything is what intermittent fasting has helped me do is take control, feel like I'm in control of something. That makes a lot of sense. So did you, did you gain weight over 2020 as you were fasting fell by the wayside? I certainly did. How much did you gain? I gained about 15 pounds. Okay. But that's enough to not feel good in your body. Exactly. Not to feel like myself. You know, my BMI was, I think like 25. So it was just above what it needs to be to be in the healthy realm. And I didn't feel like myself. And intermittent fasting along coupled with getting back in the gym has totally revolutionized the way I see myself, the clothes that I wear. It's part of my routine. I love that. What does your daily routine look like? How do you structure your daily eating window? Sure. So I still work from home and I, what I do is I'll have Mostly only water in the morning. So I have this great reverse osmosis machine. Everybody should get one if they can. It is just the cleanest type of water. And so have water in the mornings until around one or two. I'm really not very, you know, at the beginning I, I used an app that, you know, would tell me, hey, you know, your window's about to open or, you know, build me up and send me little things like, have you had enough water today? And all the things that those apps do. And it was very good to have that structured when I restarted intermittent fasting. But now I've found that I don't necessarily need that because it's just become like, it's just, I know when I'm, I listen to my body. And when I, you asked me about my routine, it's either between one or two. And sometimes to be honest with you, and maybe you can tell me if this is okay or not, I listen to my body and I won't, eat until maybe four or five. Oh yeah. If it feels good. See, I'm a big fan of, you know, my, my schedule is not the same day to day. And, you know, today I'm running all around crazy and I'm busy and I don't know, I'll probably just have a later window. I might nibble on a little something as I'm cooking dinner and then eat dinner. Whereas another day I might open at two and have a hearty snack that someone might would even call a meal, but Hey, it doesn't matter what we call it. And then later I'll have dinner and it just, it really does vary from day to day based on how busy I am. And again, like you said, we don't have to worry about an app or what we're doing because it's just a lifestyle now mm-hmm. when, when you're at this point. It's just what you do. Exactly. And so just to finish that off, I usually do still, no matter what time I start my window, I usually do finish between, a close it between 8 and 9 p.m. Okay. That makes sense. And that's, you know, I'm usually closed before eight, but not always. It just depends, you know, on what's going on. But usually, usually I'm done by 7.30 to eight, just because of that's how, how the day is winding down with dinner. Although it's getting, staying light later. So that naturally (laughs) shifts my window a little bit later when it's still light outside at 8 p.m. (laughs) It feels like I might be eating a little bit later. So did you lose the, the 15 pounds that you gained for your wedding? I have. Awesome. And you're just maintaining, just living the life. Exactly. I've maintained my same weight, which is, you know, I could still go to the gym a bit more, probably more than two times a week, but with an active schedule, it is something that I found that intermittent fasting takes up the slack for. And maybe that's not like a super long-term situation, but I've been able to maintain like a very interesting to me and, you know, it makes me happy type weight 
for around six months now. I think that's awesome because it's not supposed to be as hard as it feels like it has become in the modern world. And we're supposed to just be able to live our lives. And I don't think we're supposed to have to work off our food in the gym daily, right? You know, we move our bodies because it feels good. We don't, you know, like, oh, I'm going to have to work off that ice cream or something, you know, that's something I would like to always avoid. I want to move my body because it feels good. So how did Beth get involved in the intermittent fasting? And at what point was that? So Beth, I'm going to throw it over to you. Well, Grace and I are very close. And so I thought that I knew a lot about her life, but I really didn't know she was doing that when she did that in 2018. The first time I heard about it was from a yoga instructor in 2014. And I thought it was crazy. It did not make a bit of sense to me because I thought that I would (laughs) die if I missed a meal. Even though I was pretty active, uh, that didn't make a bit of sense. But then it was last summer, 2022. June, I heard about it on a Facebook post. A friend of mine posted it. And I, I listened to your podcast and I got the book. And by July the 8th, I had started Okay. I really found it to be difficult at first because I think it was more mental. I was just, the whole feeling of hunger was so foreign. I just had not allowed myself to ever get hungry. And I wasn't really that overweight because I had been pretty active, but I wanted to lose about 20 pounds, but I never could figure out how because I was like, well, I'm already so active. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium, and specifically, Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's buyoptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced proteins, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that fit in beautifully to my cleanish lifestyle, and the food is totally window-worthy. Tonight, we're having barbecue sweet potato tacos with cabbage and carrot slaw, black beans, corn, and cheesy tortillas, and they come with Green Chef's chimichurri sauce. So good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. 
let me jump in there and, and explore something that you said earlier, that it was not easy at first because you had trained yourself just like we have been taught, you know, you must eat frequent small meals. And especially, you know, with your healthy mindset and being the yoga teacher, you were like, yes, I'm going to eat frequently to keep my metabolism up. That's exactly what I thought was true. So you really had to do a lot of mental shift. And the physical part is often less difficult than the mental part. That's true. But what helped was reading your book, because I really am a curious person. I, I, I'm open-minded about learning new things. And boy, what a shift when I went from calories in, calories out to, which I'm still, I really, even last night, I was rereading your book again, because the main thing that I understood easily was that your body needs a break from constant digesting. And the whole concept of autophagy was just so amazing, and I couldn't understand why we didn't talk about that more. But all the stuff about the insulin being the hormone that helps us store the glucose, it's just, it just all made sense when I read your book. Well, I think I know why we don't talk about it more because. <laughs> Not to be all big pharma, big medicine, conspiracy theory, big food, but, you know, the business model is we need to teach people to eat frequently so that they're buying all of our food, right? Absolutely. You know, the people who do a lot of the nutritional research, a lot of it is funded by big food. And, you know, big food, there was a big study that came out in December, or people were talking about it in December. You remember when people were like, oh, intermittent fasting will make you die? Yes. Yes. That one was published in a journal that is funded by Big Food. And surprise, they suggest that you eat breakfast. And <laughs> again, that's also not what the study found. The study wasn't even a fasting study. It was a study of they took data from 1999 to 2005 that people had like self-reported what they ate and they looked for patterns. And they're like, oh, look, people who skip breakfast also have other problems. Oh, skipping breakfast. Anyway, it was not a fasting study at all. And it was the people that had food insecurity didn't have good health outcomes is what they really found. But the headlines were intermittent fasting is sketchy, but it's not in their best interest to say everyone should be intermittent fasting because then you're going to buy less food. Yeah, because intermittent fasting is actually free. I mean, I that's, it's free. That's actually one of my non-scale victories is that I, I really feel like I'm saving money because I just make a, a lot of food and it stays in my fridge a whole a lot longer because I don't eat very much of it every day. I just eat a little every day. There's always food in the fridge because I'm not eating it all up, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it does make sense. It can either be in the fridge or it can be on your body if you're <laughs> sure. keeping it in the fridge till we're hungry. That's exactly right. So when you first started, I bet you, before intermittent fasting, had you been a calorie counter? Tell me about your diet history, Beth. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, I basically grew up active and I, I really didn't have a weight problem, I don't guess, until, well, I gained a little bit with each child, but I, I got the weight back off. I think it was not in, just until about probably my 40s, pounds kind of came on. And then, I don't know, just being a teacher, you know, you basically go to work and you come home and you're tired and 
I got up to about one, I'm embarrassed to say, but I was probably about 182 in my 50s when I turned in, I don't know, around age 55, I was probably about 182. And, you know, there is nothing to be embarrassed about with that, honestly, because people listening have had a weight struggle and it's normal. And that 182, I feel like if I had just never gotten higher than 182, I might've just comfortably settled there and been like, all right, no big deal. (laughs) Well, you know, you're just not comfortable there. And when I retired from teaching French at age 55 and I said, you know what, all those things that I always said, if I had time, I would do, I made up my mind I was going to do them. So I started walking, I joined an exercise group, just little step by step, I started getting my health under control. And But intermittent fasting was the final piece of the puzzle for me because I became a vegan and I quit eating sugar and I was very active. I, in fact, when I turned 60, I walked the Camino de Santiago, you know, it was a big, a really big big project that I had. So I was very active, but I just kept on eating sort of comfort eating, you know, and Mm -hmm. I was just kind of hovering around 140 there. Okay. So you, with the changes that you made with lifestyle and becoming more active and moving to a vegan way of eating with no sugar, you got from 182 to 140, but at 140, you were kind of stuck. 149. 149 was when I started intermittent fasting. That's what I was 149. Okay. And you're, but you were stuck there. No matter what you did, you couldn't budge pretty much past that 149. Just stuck there. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't ideal either. So when you started in June of 22, you heard about it on a Facebook post or you started in July on July 8th. At that point, did you know that Grace was doing it? No, not really. I honestly didn't. This is something we usually are. I'm all up in her, whatever some one of those sayings would be. All up in her. What is the saying? All up in her business. I That's it. Something like that. I'm trying to say a Southern saying and I can't think of it. But I did not know. No, this is another thing. We share a lot of things and I'm so glad that we share this because I really don't Besides the community, which is invaluable to me, I really don't have a buddy that I can talk to about this. So I'm so glad that Grace Ann and I can share this. So how did how did it come up that y'all were both doing it? When did when did y'all realize? I can answer this one. So she was like, "Hey, have you heard of this thing called intermittent fasting?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes." <laughs> As a matter of fact, <laughs> I was like, "Yes, I've been doing it for a while now." what do you know about it? And so then she got very into the, your book, the community, and I had already sort of had an established pattern for for doing it. And yeah, so that's how that happened. She asked me, have you heard about this? That's great. I love that. This is so, it's so much fun. And had you been just Grace, a little hesitant to bring it up with her, not knowing how she would react? I don't know. I mean, I think that I did bring it up and then it just kind of didn't, it didn't really register. That makes sense. Yeah. Because it's not like something I was hiding, but I think that also it may have just gotten lost between, there are years here that in between the time when she realized what it was and when I stopped doing it. So 
Yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So Beth, when you started, you were at 149 and you were stuck and this was less than a year ago. So what has happened since you began? Well, I did the 28 day fast start, you know, and I thought for sure that I would maybe make it one day. I just honestly, but it it's just that thing, just put one foot in front of the other. And no matter what concern I had, I could bring it to the community. And there was somebody there that had either been through it or was just willing to listen. And um, I, I played the piano at my church. And I remember that one of the first days of my 28-day fast must have been a Sunday. And I was just terrified that I was going to faint on the piano bench. You know, I remember that you posted about that. Yes. I, I literally, the feeling of hunger was just like a terrifying thing to me. I thought you're not supposed to ever be hungry. And I took some cashews with me. Somebody suggested it. And I said, just in case, have something in your pocket. Right? <laughs> that just brought me flashbacks to the Facebook group back in the day. And when I say the day, I'm talking about probably 2015, 2016. We had a guy in there named Brian, and he told somebody to, to take chicken wings in their pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I would not take chicken wings in my pocket to church, but Brian yeah. was like, yeah, if you're going to go out, take chicken wings with you in your pocket. I'm like, all right. But you had your cashews in your pocket just in case. And I didn't need them. I didn't love it. But just little by little, I started realizing I was not going to die. And then miraculously, the weight began to go off. And I love the happy scale. I like the data stuff. You know, Grace Ann is all finished with that. She doesn't want it or need it. But I'm still kind of really enjoying that part of it. And um, I like the weekly average that's encouraging, the, the weekly average of it. The weight started coming off, and it started getting a little easier. And then I tried some longer fast, and honestly, that didn't work well for me. I really like eating every day. I'm down to OMAD now, but I sure didn't start that way. My first accomplishment was just stopping eating at 6 at night. And then I probably still ate breakfast and lunch and dinner. I just didn't graze from 6 to bedtime. And then I dropped off breakfast. I don't know, just little by little, it became manageable. And now I, I am certain that I will never not do it. You know, I just, I love it. I love that. So you are, do you have a midday window? Is that your, like, lunch? Is that your, your time? I do. I do. Like I'm in a book club and they go all out to make a vegan meal for me. So I'm definitely not going to turn my nose up and say, I'm fasting. <laughs> right. So I will adjust my window for book club this week and have supper instead of lunch. Okay. So you don't make it longer. You just shift it. I just shift it. I really like the OMAD because I've gotten to where I just don't mind that feeling, the stomach growling feeling, because I know that autophagy is happening and I just love it. Good things are happening. So how much did, have you lost since you started at, at 149? This morning I was 128 and I thought for sure that I was only going to try to get to something like 135. Was I was going to be thrilled with that, but 
it's fine with me that whatever my body wants to do right now is fine. I love that because your body's going to do what it does, whether you're stressed about it or not. So it's always helpful if you let your body do what it does and not be stressed about it. No. Well, the community's helped me with that. And I don't know how you manage to pop in on every post I put up. I really don't. Well, I, I pop in on every post. <laughs> I know you do. I know. I it's amazing. <laughs> Unless whatever's happening in the, the man cave, we have a, ma- a men's space, the man cave. We don't have a ton of men in the community. We have some great men in the community, a few, but not a lot. But I never look at the man cave, so I literally don't know if anything is happening in there. Maybe zero posts are happening. I have no idea. But other than that, I do. I see everything. I have notifications for every single post other than this, the man cave and also like people in the different location groups. I don't look at all that because I don't need to know that people in the United Kingdom are having a Zoom. I don't need to know that. But if you post somewhere else, I'm going to see it and I'm going to comment. <laughs> I know. And I just don't want this podcast to go by without me thanking you for everything that you do for all of us. You've made a big difference with my life, I know, and with so many people. Well, I appreciate that. But I love doing it. Just this morning, in fact, I had coffee with two of the community members. They were here. They just happened to be in the, the Myrtle Beach area. One of them was like, I'd like to get together with you. I'm like, fine. How's the state? And then another person was like, I'm going to be here too. I'm like, all right. So three of us got together this morning. Shout out to Carrie and to Amy. And we had coffee. And it was delightful. And I love I love the community. You know, I'm a teacher and teaching is what I like to do. And I like to be surrounded by people. So now I work from home. So when people in the community, I'm like, come on over. <laughs> Have some coffee. So I appreciate you being there. And you've been in the community since you started intermittent fasting, like from the beginning of your 28-day fast start. That's right, Beth? That's absolutely right. And I'll graduate from the one year on July the 8th. I don't know how to sign up as a life member. I haven't figured that out yet, but that's what I want to do. Well, I love that. And actually, if you email me, we could make that happen. When people have signed up, because the thing about changing to lifetime is then you never have to you know, worry about renewing because you're a lifetime member forever. So if you just email me, I could make it. I send you like a, a here's an invoice for the difference. We do that by okay, email. And then boom, I just convert you. So you just pay the difference of your annual that you've already paid and the lifetime. So email me. We will make that happen, and then you don't have to worry about renewing. You'll be lifetime. So anybody else who's listening, if you are an annual member of the Delight on Tonight community, and you can, you know, anybody who's not a member at all, you can go to jenstevens.com slash community. But if you are an annual member and you want to upgrade to lifetime, you know, I don't do this for the monthly members, but just the annual members. If you're an annual member, you want to upgrade to lifetime, just email me, and I can send you an invoice for the difference of the two plans. So it's like you get a little credit for your annual. And, um, you know, I haven't ever said that out loud that I would do that, but I've done it for, for people that have asked. So I'm, I'm certainly happy to do that if you're ready to make the, make the change. Now, if it's already, if you've already had your annual renewal, you're going to have to, I'll credit you for the next one, but (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm happy to, to help people with that. So anyway, I'm glad that you're planning to be here for life because you would never quit, right? Never, 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 because right now it's easy. At first, it was difficult convincing myself that I wasn't, I keep saying, going to die, and I know that's dramatic, but it's just so foreign feeling to me, but it's my way of life now. 
Yep, absolutely. So you recently have been going on a few dates. Is that something we can talk about or not? Is that a sure, little more private? Sure. But I know that when you were out in the dating world, you were like, how are people going to take that we're, that I'm an intermittent faster? So you kind of had to cross that bridge because we're like, if I'm meeting somebody new and I'm dating someone new, they're going to think, man, I'm so weird for doing intermittent fasting. So how did you handle that? Well, I kind of dipped my toe in it. Like, I don't know how, you know, I have a boyfriend now and I didn't know how he would take it. And and actually he, he was a little skeptical. He was a little worried at first, but just yesterday he was talking about, you know what, I think I'm beginning to understand this and I think I'm actually interested in learning more about it too. So he's real health conscious. It's just right. kind of like me at first, when I first heard about it, I, I didn't understand it, but he is a science person anyway. So if he read your book, which I think that he will eventually, I think that he'll he'll be on board 100% too. Well, I love that. So if I just remember, I remember before you went on your first date with them, you were talking about it and you're like, I don't know what he's going to think. We're like, well, you got to tell him. <laughs> I know. Because I we, know. if we're going to spend time with somebody, we got to tell them. And if someone is a total jerk about something, then they, they're not the right person for your life anyway. That's what Absolutely. I think. And he, ha- he has not been. <laughs> That's the litmus test. Anybody who's a total jerk about anything is not... <laughs> not who you're interested in. Well, I love that that's going well and that he's interested in intermittent fasting as well. So Grace, back to you. Does your husband do any intermittent fasting at all? I was just about to comment because he's not a jerk about it, but he does forget. Oh. (laughs) Like I will be doing a fast and he'll be like, hey, I made some bacon. Or hey, you know, I, I left you an egg. I left you an egg on the stove. And I was like, for who? You know, I, I won't be able to eat it till <laughs> for like till like one p.m. So that's thanks. so funny. He just doesn't think about it. He doesn't think about it because you don't make a big deal about it. You're not like, oh, I'm fasting. You're just living your life. So exactly, it's just become a part of my schedule in life, and I don't, I don't really think about it. I'm just like, okay, well, it's about time to eat. You know, and I'm also not very rigid with myself, and maybe that's something that we can go into? Yeah, let's do. Definitely. Because I think that's important. You know, some people need to be more rigid than other people. And I use the word need because some people need to have more of a schedule and more accountability. Because if you're like, oh, just be flexible, then before they know it, they're so flexible, they're not fasting at all. Where And so they need an app. They need accountability because they're like, well, I think I mostly fast for 16 and I'm sometimes mostly do. But then when they really sit down and look at it, they don't. So it really just is knowing yourself and whether you need that extra accountability of an app or writing stuff down versus what do you do, Grace, as far as that goes? So I just think about it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I really listen to my body a lot. So like right now it's 1:40 PM and I haven't had anything but water today. So right now I'm sort of feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, after this lovely encounter, I'll probably go have a salad and a smoothie and probably won't eat again until six. Yep. And then I don't say, Oh, I'm, I may be hungry in a, in a couple hours. I should eat something right at eight. Like before my fast ends and I, you know, I'm just really... You're not eating for fu- eating for future hunger. Exactly. That's really what we, what we call it because that is a thing that early on intermittent fasters really struggle with. They're like, 
well, my, my window today, I wanted it to be two to eight, let's just say. And it was 7.45 and my window was closing and I wasn't hungry. But then I thought, if I don't eat, two o'clock tomorrow is a really long time. So I better eat something now so I'm not hungry later. And so that's what we don't want to do. Like if, if you're supposed to, you know, planning to close at eight o'clock, that was you, Beth? I have done that. I mean, you live and learn. Okay. Yes, I definitely did that some. And tell us about that. What did that teach you about yourself or what happened when you did that? Well, I just learned not to do it. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. I just, I've done it a little bit of everything learning along the way. And that was one of the things that I did too. But I, I just kind of, kind of gotten to a place where I've, it's easy now. I don't have to worry. I'm especially mentally. I'm not worried anymore about being hungry. It's fine. I'm I'm okay with it now. Yeah, I just had a little stomach growl since we were talking about eating. My body's like, oh, are we talking about eating? <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's almost three o'clock here, and you know, I'll, it'll probably be a little while before I open my window because I'm running all around today. I have a lot going on, but you know, my body's like, all right, no, we're not eating right now, and it'll be fine. It'll flip that metabolic switch and. And I'll be fine. Hunger is not an emergency. And that is such a great feeling to have, knowing that that it's going to be okay. But, you know, the reason we talk about things like don't eat for future hunger is because we've all done it. We've all been there, especially in the early days. And a lot of, I heard you say something about it's going to switch over into that metabolic stage. Mm -hmm. That's about 11 a.m. very often. I'll start feeling like I haven't eaten since 8 about 11, 11.30, it starts to sort of kick in, and I have to ask myself, are you hungry or are you just dehydrated? Do you just need water? And so I keep, for our listeners, you can't see, but I've got a full glass of water here that I just nurse it all day. Yeah, I keep water or something. Something's always at my hand all the time, whether it's my black coffee or now I'm drinking water. But then again, I'm also like that during my eating window. I always have something going and I look like I am a big drinker of fluids. And my son, Cal, when he was here, he's the same way. I'm like, you drink a lot of water and he, he just drinking all the time. But that's why I have to be careful with wine because I drink it just as quickly as I'm drinking water and that is not good. <laughs> I have to keep it slowed down. Grace, you wanted to, you mentioned before we started that y'all are about to start trying to conceive. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. My husband and I are on the, about to begin the journey of trying to have a baby. Have You haven't started yet though? This month and last month. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So we are on the road and, you know, just one month. I know that it doesn't just happen, but right. uh, so that's one thing that my husband has mentioned to me, like, are you going to continue doing that while you're while we're trying to conceive. And I have said yes, because that's maybe a question for you is how do I, are there any negative effects that you know of? Well, if you're, if you're cycling, if you've been cycling normally, like fasting has not affected your cycle, right? No. And what affects women's cycles is over-restriction. And, you know, if if your body perceives that you're over-restricting or over-exercising, which is just the flip side of the coin of over-restriction, then your body will be like, okay, we're panicked now. And usually one of the things that will happen is you'll stop having your normal cycles. And so if that ever happens, that's an indication of obviously not for someone who's perimenopausal, that sort of thing. But if you're young and you're in their fertile stage, 
and you stop having cycles, that's a sign that you've overdone it. But as long as you're cycling, that's a really good sign and you're feeling good. Our bodies really let us know. We've got those signs. I interviewed Dr. Cecily Ganhart back in early days of the podcast. So that would be 2018. She's one of my early episodes. Dr. Cecily Ganhart is an OBGYN and she works with a lot of women who have trouble obviously conceiving. And a lot of women these days have trouble conceiving because of PCOS. And PCOS is linked to high levels of insulin. But I would doubt that you you have PCOS because you're cycling, you're feeling good, and you're a, a healthy weight, and you've been fasting. But what she does with her patients, I remember her telling me, that's a great episode for anyone who hasn't listened to it, it's interested about this topic. She actually puts her patients on an intermittent fasting regimen as a part of their conceiving journey. And so she puts them on the intermittent fasting regimen and their cycles get more regular. And then suddenly someone who is having trouble conceiving, bam, they're pregnant. But once you're pregnant, the bad news is no more fasting. Right. (laughs) You've got to stop fasting through pregnancy and through breastfeeding. And that's the part that people have a really hard time with, the breastfeeding, because you know, they think, well, you know, my supply is good. I can do a little fasting. And it's not all about our supply because you may have great supply all throughout, you know, even with, you know, some fasting. But the issue now is we're living in a different era. The modern world, we're full of toxins. We are not the same bodies. You know, maybe someone, you know, 100 years ago, 150 years ago, when we didn't have the modern toxic environment, it would have been fine to do a little breastfeeding as long as you had your supply. But now, you know, where does our body store toxins? In our fat cells. Our bodies just do that. You know, when I was writing Cleanish, I really realized, yes, we really do. That's not just like a myth. Our bodies stash funky stuff in our fat cells. So after you give birth and you're breastfeeding, and if you were like officially trying to lose weight and emptying out your fat stores, that gets into your breast milk. So we just have to be a little more careful in the modern world. I actually read, I found in a a breastfeeding textbook or something, I don't know, I cited it in Fast Feast Repeat, where they talk about it's not recommended to try to lose any weight officially while breastfeeding nowadays, just because of that toxins in the breast milk. So That's interesting because that is not something that people think of. I know. It's definitely something that people do. You immediately start trying to get your beach bod back. Right. you know, afterwards. So just think about the breastfeeding is the fourth trimester. You know, you're <laughs> that baby may be on the outside of you, but you're still giving it everything it needs. And so we just have a different world now. And, and that just blew my mind of thinking about, gosh, you know, the toxins coming out of your fat cells into your baby. That's not what we want. So we, we do recommend that you stop doing intermittent fasting while you're pregnant and while breastfeeding until you're complete, until baby is weaned. Not just like, now I'm nursing once a day. Still, wait for your baby to be weaned, and then then you can go back to a lifestyle that feels good. But, you know, when you're... And people struggle. They're, they've been fasting for a long time. They're not used to eating breakfast. But you're really... You've got to just think about eating differently. You're not just feeding yourself. You're nourishing that baby, so... Right, yes. I was trying to imagine, like, what would I have for breakfast? Right. I don't know. <laughs> I can only tell you that you should. I, I'm not gonna, I can only imagine. Right. I mean, I am 53 and on the other side of menopause, so cannot have babies at this point. But were I to be pregnant, otherwise it would be like a miracle from God, but it would be really hard to make that shift, I understand. 
how that would be. But you're, you're just thinking, yeah, I'm nursing this baby. And I think, like I heard somebody in the community one time say that they knew they were pregnant because all of a sudden it became really, really hard to fast. Like that was the first sign. Like they didn't know they were pregnant, but all of a sudden they were waking up like feeling nauseous and starving. And so like their appetite like told them to eat before they even had a you know positive pregnancy test or knew they were pregnant. So it really might not be as hard as, as you're thinking it's going to be. Your body will just tell you. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. So I know Beth will let me know as soon as yeah. she's allowed to share. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I know I'll she will. Ask permission because yeah, I know I know Grace is going to want to wait till after a certain number of weeks have gone by. But <laughs> by this point, the community will have, will know both of y'all from you being on the podcast. So everybody will be yeah. excited to hear about it. So I'm going to start with you, Beth. Tell me about some of your non-scale victories. Well, I would have to say confidence, you know. But the thing is, I've been on this health journey for so long, and especially being a yoga teacher. Sometimes it's hard for, I was thinking, what are my non-scale victories? And it's kind of hard to separate all of the other things that I do that have been healthy from intermittent fasting. It's kind of hard to say, because being a yoga teacher, you, you just move all the time and, and stretch and all those things. So I don't have a lot of joint pain. So is that intermittent fasting or is it walking in yoga? Well, did you have the joint pain prior to starting intermittent fasting? I kind of did a little, yeah. So maybe it's yeah. just both. So, you know, I'd have to say both, yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Because mm-hmm. you, you were doing the healthy living until a certain point where you got stuck. So anything that happened after that, I think you could attribute to intermittent fasting. And joint pain goes along with inflammation. And we know that intermittent fasting is great for lowering inflammation. I would have to say the way that you've put it, it made me realize it's really more intermittent fasting. Really, it is. Because because even, even when I was a yoga teacher, I still, especially like a shoulder and a hip, I was still having some issues and I'm not having those now. Yeah, I would credit that to intermittent fasting. Because if you just started everything at once, it would be hard to untangle what was from changing to a vegan lifestyle, what was from the yoga, what was from the fasting. But since you were doing the vegan lifestyle and the yoga, the new variable of intermittent fasting, anything that happened after that, we're going to call it intermittent fasting. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But confident. And I love the way my clothes fit and 
now I have something I can share with Grace Ann that I I didn't really know she was. Honestly, I mean, I thought I knew a lot about her life, but somehow I missed this. So I'm I'm really glad <laughs> that we can talk about this now. I love it too. So Grace, how about you? Do you have any non-scale victories that you can attribute to intermittent fasting? Yes. So I mentioned at least one of them earlier, but the first one is feeling confident at my wedding. I was able to get back into this sort of lifestyle and that sort of bleeds into the second one, which is it has helped me just take control of my eating. Not that it was like very out of control, but making me feel like there's just so many moving parts to a person's life. And when you take control of one part, it just spills over into other parts. So my my eating, exercise, diet, confidence, even like professionally more confident, like is really uplifting for me. And so to me, it's sort of revolutionized my life. <laughs> I love pot. I think that's great. And And how old are you? Do you mind me asking? Yeah, I'm 32. Okay, so yeah, so Beth and I are both like wishing we had heard about intermittent fasting in our late 20s, early 30s, because you're right, Grace, it is going to revolutionize your life, and you're not going to have to have all the struggles that we've had for decades. (laughs) Yeah, well, listening to Grace Ann, I realized that I forgot to mention the same thing for me, that voice that's always like, oh, you know, you don't need that. Why are you doing this? You know, that voice that's always hollering in your ear, it's gone, just completely gone. I love that. Yeah. So that is a total win there. You know, even if we started intermittent fasting and we never lost a pound, but all we did was lose that voice in our ear and have great energy all day long. I mean, that would be a reason to do it forever. And for anybody who's struggling with the losing the pounds part, there are tweaks you can do for that along the way. You may need to delay some things for a while, but just from the way we feel and losing that constant, it was basically decision fatigue all day long of what to eat. Yes, absolutely. See, I like having the boundaries. I, I like knowing my window's open, my window's closed, you know, and then it's just comforting to me to have the boundaries. A hundred percent. And you know, last night I had a little ice cream because Chad bought some ice cream. My friends were in town. Chad bought some ice cream. But the night before that, I didn't. And being able to choose yes or no, I want to or I don't. But I could if I wanted to, but I don't. But tonight I will have a little bit. And just the freedom to really check in with myself. Cause two nights ago when he was having ice cream, I checked in with myself and I thought, do I want ice cream? I'm like, no, I've had enough. I'm full. But then last night when he's getting out the ice cream, I'm like, do I want ice cream? I'm like, yeah, I would like a little bit tonight. So I had a little bit, but there's no angst, no guilt, no should, shouldn't. It's just, do I want to? What is my body telling me? And that for me has totally been a non-scale victory because I'm not, I can have a brownie in my window if I want it and I don't feel bad about it. And sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And I'm able to listen to myself and say, you know, haven't done that in a while or yeah, I did have one yesterday and I'd like to have another one today, but I definitely won't be eating. I just feel like for my body and my personal journey, it's restricting it to certain hours and I can have what I want and also still maintain my weight because of intermittent fasting. I love that. That's just wonderful. So Beth, is there anything that you struggle with? Well, I have sort of struggled with talking about it. But I was very brave this morning. I'm going to see a friend tonight. And the friend 
told me that she wanted to buy some goodies and and some wine and this and that. And I said, well, actually, I'm I'm fasting. And she said, oh, well, I want to hear all about that. So we're not going to do that. We're just going to visit. I said, well, I'll just have some water, you know. So I'm getting a little bit braver about that. And I'm that. And also, having lost 21 pounds, I feel like my skin is saggier than it used to be. And so that bothers me. But being 64 years old, I don't know. Again, I don't know if that's because I lost 21 pounds or if that's just my life now, you know, so I'm not sure. That's a great question. And it has to do with skin elasticity and age and hormones. And, you know, if you'd asked me this question after I lost the weight, but before I went through menopause, I would have answered it differently. I would have said, oh, autophagy is going to take care of that. And it might. Autophagy is great for eating up the excess skin. You know, you're still early on. Autophagy certainly could take care of some of that loose skin. However, some of it might still be a little saggy because on the other side of menopause, our skin is it doesn't have the same elasticity. So I actually had tighter skin after I lost all of my weight. If you, I think the pinnacle of my looking my best after intermittent fasting was 2018 before I went through menopause. <laughs> and my, my belly, I have a picture of my belly from then. And, you know, you can't tell I lost 80 pounds and had two babies. My belly was still a little wiggly, but it didn't look like someone who lost 80 pounds. Yeah. Let me just put it that way. But now it's actually a little saggier than it was then. But I'm on the other side of menopause. You know, we've all had the experience of walking down the beach and seeing like an 85-year-old woman in her bathing suit, and it looks like her legs are melting. That's yes. just that's the loss of skin elasticity, and that is what skin does. And so I'm learning how to be like, okay, some of the things I'm like, oh, intermittent fasting fixed all that. I'm like, huh, well, no, menopause has changed some things. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Beth, you, you know, we just have to maybe deal with there's going to be some saggierness. That's, that's not even right. a word. But. And, you know, that's, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I was just curious and wondering, well, is this going to change or is this just? Uh, we don't know. My new world, which is fine if it is. Pre-menopause, you, you can have more hope that your skin will tighten up more. Post-menopause, we'll just have to see what happens. I don't know. But I'll take saggier and a smaller size than <laughs> less saggy and a bigger size, right? We just have to, you have to pick and choose. Grace, how about you? Is there anything you struggle with? Well, I have struggled with the pretty much the same thing that mom mentioned is dinner with friends late nights. I'm already not too into, you know, I'm 32. So I have kind of grown out of, out of that, like all the time, but there are evenings where it, I'm not going to say no to myself. And so that's Uh something that I do things in moderation. Right. And I think that that's important to recognize that we're not robots. There's a human factor to all of this and to give ourselves grace in those moments where it's a bit out of, out of our control or, you know, if traffic's too much and I don't get home till 930 because traffic, you know, big city where I live. And so that's what I struggle with is wanting to go out with friends on a Friday, Saturday night 
And then the next day is even harder. A little bit. Yeah, that's true. A night out of lots of fun can Mm -hmm. lead to it being harder the next day. That's exactly right. Well, we are almost out of time. The question I always ask is, what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Who wants to start us off? Grace Ann, why don't you go? Keep the faith, guys and gals. Keep the faith. It is tough at the beginning, but it all seems to sort of even out and, you know, stay the path is what I would say. And something that I didn't know would have to be that I don't know what I don't know at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's been so long. You've been dabbling in it since 2018. How about you, Beth? What, what would you tell someone just starting out or what do you wish you knew? Well, this is practice for tonight because I am going to be talking to my friend about it. I would say to read your book, read Fast Feast Repeat. I'm sure Delay Don't Deny is wonderful too, but the one that I know is Fast Feast Repeat. I would say get into your community because it's so supportive. I would say to Fast Clean. I would say, you know, just don't give up. Right. Just keep trying. That's a huge one. Don't give up. That The thing that always makes me the saddest is when people are like, it's not working the way I hoped it was. I'm about to give up. I'm like, no, giving up will not get you where you want to be. And there's something you can do. Like quitting fasting is going to get you right back where you started and you weren't losing weight then. And so, right. you know, you can tweak what you're doing with intermittent fasting to find right. it, to find your way. You can lose weight other ways. But you can't keep it off because you can't sustain that. You can sustain this for life. And that's that's why I love it. Well, ladies, it has been so wonderful to talk to you all today. And thank you so much for telling your stories. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.